raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. One more hour coming up. We're going to talk some racing, talk some baseball. However, the key, it's always the key, time for the school board update. The star of it, the star of the big show, because he is Mr. Scoreboard Update. It's Network Indiana's Brad Huber. Thank you, Coach, and good evening, everybody. Good to be with you here this evening. Let's talk scores. Let's begin USL soccer. Monterey Bay beat Indy 11, 3-2. Indy 11 allowed two second-half goals to give Monterey the win. ECHL hockey, the Toledo Walleye beat Indy Field 4-2. Toledo now has a two-game-to-nothing lead over the field in Game 1 of the Kelly Cup playoffs, or Round 1, I should say. And also in Kelly Cup playoffs, the Cincinnati Cyclones beat the Fort Wayne Comets 2-1. Cyclones also have a two-game-to-nothing lead in that series. Minor League Baseball all-final now across the state. The Memphis Redbirds got the best of the Indianapolis Indians 7-2. The South Bend Cubs beat the Great Lakes Loons 4-2. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, with help by nine runs in the eighth inning, beat the Peoria Chiefs 11-4. NBA basketball, there was some news here involving the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks series. You ask why that might be important here locally. Well, former Indiana Hoosier and Indiana Pacer Victor Oladipo got hurt in that game again in Miami's 121-99 win. Here is the call that injury from ESPN Radio's Sean Kelly and Corey Alexander. Well, drives, blows by Portis, got upended and just hurt his knee as he slipped. The ball was thrown up and hit the underside of the rim. Oladipo immediately grabbing his left knee. I'm hoping the look that we're seeing is it scared him a little bit here and that he's okay, but I would not dare to speculate beyond that. So we hope Victor Oladipo is okay. Miami now leads Milwaukee two games to one in that series. College baseball, we go. The Indiana Hoosiers got the best of the Ohio Bobcats. Yes, out of Big Ten play, 17-2. The Purdue Boilermakers trail Maryland 6-5 in the middle of the seventh inning when severe weather hit in Maryland. That will be resumed at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Wright State got the best of Purdue-Fort Wayne, 17-6. That was played Indiana Wesleyan today. The Ball State Cardinals swept Northern Illinois, 5-2 in Game 1, 16-12 in Game 2. Valpo got by UIC, 5-4. Butler defeating Seton Hall in Big East play, 12-10. Evansville winners over Murray State, 7-6. Eastern Illinois and Southern Indiana, that game is still ongoing in the bottom of the ninth, and it's uh, Eastern Illinois, 22-12 over Southern Indiana. Indiana State-Sycamore is winning on an air in the 10th inning. 
beating Southern Illinois 6-5. Division 2 we go. It was UND and Southwest Baptist splitting the doubleheader. UND winning game 1, 12-1. Southwest Baptist 4-3 in game 2. Ditto for Purdue Northwest and Grand Valley State. Purdue Northwest winning 5-4 in game 1. Grand Valley State 14-10 in game 2. Earlham swept defiance today 4-3 in game 1, 18-4 in game 2. It was Franklin sweeping Rose Holman 17-8 in game 1. And then a Noah Wood walk-off home run in the 10th inning gives the Grizzlies a 4-3 win in game 2. Transylvania and Hanover split a doubleheader today. Transylvania 10-3 in game 1. Hanover 6-3 in game 2. Anderson swept Manchester 8-4 in game 1 and 10-8 in 11 innings in game 2. Wooster uh, swept DePaul 9-3 and 11-7 in game uh, in both those games today. Calvin defeated Trine in game 1, 8-4. Trine split the doubleheader, winning game 2, 13-9. Kenyon and Wabash also split. Kenyon winning 17-3 today in game 1. Wabash 5-2 in game 2. Cal- College of St. Joseph beat Roosevelt 9-1 today. Mount Vernon Nazarene swept Goshen 3-2 in Game 1, 6-3 in Game 2. St. Francis swept Grace 8-3 in Game 1, 6-4 in Game 2. IU South Bend beat IU Bet Nazarene 15-5. IU Southeast swept Midway 6-4 and 15-5. Indiana Tech was all over Rochester 23-2 and 12-2. Taylor, number 21, swept Marion 6-2 and 6-1. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Thank you so much for joining us on Indiana Sports Talk. We're glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Is their website, Talladega, the site of NASCAR Cup Race tomorrow from MRN. Chris Wilner joins us. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call. We really appreciate this. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, it's uh, certainly been a long day for those of us here at Talladega, yeah. but happy to uh, have that one in the books. Looking forward to tomorrow's cup race. And we appreciate the fact that uh, Hoosier drivers seem to be having some good luck down in Talladega. Yeah, how about that? Uh, it was good to see for sure. So I, I like to think, you know, I'll bring some Hoosier luck anytime I'm on the road with NASCAR. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see for sure. You know what? It's... Um... It is good. It's a long season, but this is a storied, fabled track. It's one of those venues that, you know, you don't have to be a a Cup fan. You know about Talladega for a variety of reasons, but there's something about the allure of racing on this track that excites people. Yeah, there certainly is, and I think, you know, aside from the history itself, it's just, it's art in motion. I mean, where else can you see cars going you know 200 miles an hour four wide inches apart from each other and they do it lap after lap after lap i mean no matter how long i've been covering this sport it's still uh it's like i'm watching it for the first time and just in pure just amazement of the talent just pure level of talent from from the drivers that we see you know i think over the last couple of years the talent level and and the the, especially out of the young crop of drivers that have kind of made a name for themselves. It's just been uh, incredible. I mean, I can't imagine being 18, 19, 20 years old doing this no, uh, no. at such a high level. So, uh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a magical place. It's definitely a bucket list item uh, for any race fan to come down and be a part of. Well, you talk about uh, magic in motion. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, but it's a perfect description uh, of what this track is like. It is uh, the the track is a beast. Now you you've got to manage. It's a long race. It's a lot going on. That's why this is such an exciting uh, an exciting 
uh, race because of the venue and everything involved in it. Yeah, it really is. You know, talking to some of the drivers today, you know, as part of the Motor Racing Network broadcast, and, you know, Joey Logano comes to mind. He said, you know, a lot of tracks, we talk about the physicality of it as a race car driver, but, I mean, the mental stress and the critical thinking that you have to do around here, you're constantly evaluating where you're at on the racetrack, the decisions, you know, who you need to bump draft with, where are your teammates, the pitch strategy side, you've got a spotter, that, you know, it's one of the most active in terms of having a spotter in your ear lap after lap giving you the critical information. And you're trying to dissect all of that while going 200 miles an hour, you know, cheating death, you know, inches apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that alone just makes it that much more exciting, uh, you know, than, than some of the other racetracks where, you know, speeds are slower and uh, can they obviously still produce great racing. But I think it's just the fact that there's so much going on uh, for the driver in terms of a mental stress level that, that just is really thrilling to watch. Pretty good day for Joe Gibbs Racing in terms of qualification. Denny Hamlin on the pole. Ty Gibbs uh, on the inside of road uh, number two. They had to be incredibly happy about the day. Yeah, they were. You know, I think coming into Talladega, it's kind of a, a broken record every time we show up, and especially being on the qualifying show this morning, you know, going into it with no practice, everybody just kind of gives you the, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where qualifying is important, but we know, like anyone does on super speedways, you can win from anywhere, you can race from anywhere, it's just more of making sure your car handles the best, that's the difference with this next-gen car is, you know, it's a little bit more uh, you got to have a good handling race cars. Maybe years past, you could get away with it a little bit just in terms mm-hmm. of the way the air was on the Gen 6. But with the G- next-gen car, you know, you definitely need to work on handling and uh, things like that. So, But, yeah, Joe Gibbs Racing, especially with us chronicling last year and Toyota's struggles on super speedways, it was uh, certainly a breath of fresh air. I know Denny didn't even really think they had pole speed. Um, going into it, but but you know that added a, a boost to his weekend, and obviously you know Ty Gibbs, the talent you know that young racer has, just in right. his limited experience, uh, was good to see up toward the front as well. Well, and, and Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., uh, come on now, this is a pretty solid day. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and and Christopher kind of said the same thing, you know, although he's won the last two poles at that racetrack. Uh, you know, he kind of just alluded to the fact that I think Toyota's hit hit on something. And, you know, luckily with Joe Gibbs Racing, they all kind of share notes and are able to, you know, um, kind of figure things out, you know, as a team. And uh, that obviously goes to some of the other Toyota drivers as well. I mean, uh, obviously Bubba Wallace not inside the top ten, but I know he's a guy who mm-hmm. uh, not only got his first career win there, but, you know, sees that as an opportunity to right the ship a little bit and, you know, get into, get into victory lane because, you know, that's what it all comes down to is those victories right hey can you hang on through this uh like a three minute break can can you do that are you able yeah. to stay with us chris absolutely it's great chris wilner will come back with us on mrn Let's talk some college softball today. The Indiana Hoosiers, 31-15 and on the season, shut out Rutgers today, 9 to nothing. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish swept Boston College, 5-2 in Game 1, 6-3 in Game 2. The UND Greyhounds, 41-4 and on the season coming into today, and they sweep Drury, Game 1, 3-2. Megan Nichols, a walk-off single for the Greyhounds. They win Game 2, 4-3. And Indiana Wesleyan, who was 31-11 and on the 
the year. Upset number 10, Marion, who was 36 and 4, won the nothing game one, 8 to 3 in game two. To racing we go. NASCAR weekend at the Talladega Super Speedway. Jeb Burton winning a wild Ag Pro 300 earlier today. Sheldon Creed was second. Parker Klerkerman third. Cole Custer and Brennan Poole round out the top five. A couple of big crashes involving Daniel Hemrick and also Blaine Perkins going upside down. Tomorrow, the Geico 500. Denny Hamlin, Eric Amarola will lead the field to the green flag. Ty Gibbs and Mitchell Indiana's Chase Briscoe will be in row number two. Row three, Ryan Blaney and Christopher Bell. Martin Trex Jr., Joey Logano in row four. Kyle Larson and Chris Buescher will be in the fifth row. Justin Haley from Winnemac, Indiana will be outside row 13 in 26. Green flag just after 3 o'clock tomorrow at Talladega Super Speedway. USL Soccer. Monterey Bay scored two second half goals to beat Indy 11 3-2. Talia Walleye beat Indy Field 4-2. Cincinnati Cyclones over the Comets 2-1 in ECHL playoffs. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Chris Wilner from MRN joins us talking about Talladega. We're talking about, obviously, the uh, successful qualification Joe Gibbs Racing had. Uh, But this is such a long race, and you hear people talk about qualifying is not that important on this particular race. But I have to, I mean, what little I suppose I know, I I would believe qualification is always important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, qualifying, you know, obviously sets up your your, your starting position is always huge. But it's one of those that, you know, if you do end up outside the top 10 or top 15, your day's not over. If you go to Martinsville mm-hmm. and you qualify at the back of the field, you're within 10 laps in a position to go a lap down. You know, Talladega's a little bit different. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a about two-second gap between the leader and about the 28th-place car. So you're within striking distance every time you know you go around the racetrack. So it's a little bit different from that perspective. But I agree, especially with the new car that we introduced last year and how more difficult it is to drive and difficult it has been to pass. Qualifying maybe is a little bit more on emphasis uh, on these super speedway racetracks. But uh, nevertheless, you know, we've seen it happen. Guys from the back make moves and, and guys up front, you know, end up getting cycled to the back as well. Right. So what's the reaction from the uh, from the drivers on the, this uh, new car. What's what's this, you're talking about uh, some some situations where I have to believe not everybody's in th- really thrilled with it. Yeah, it's been a pretty mixed bag. You know, I, I think especially last year with everything being new and you know first time on this track with this car, first time on this setup. NASCAR's constantly mm-hmm. gone back to the drawing board and they've gone uh, basically put their best foot forward to to make it better. And I think they've done really great strides with it. I think the drivers are starting to come around to it, um, especially with the work they've done with the uh, the short track package and the road course package that we saw. Uh, at Martinsville, you know, at Martinsville, Richmond, especially Richmond, we had more green flag passes than that track had since they began recording that data back in 2005. Mm. So um, it's it, it's definitely done some some big improvements or has some big improvements. But um, you know, certainly, I think the big topic now is is some of the drivers want that horsepower back. You know, NASCAR took away some of that with packages with this car, and that you know we missed the days when it was 900 horsepower, absolutely just screaming down the straightaways and you know the shifting wasn't a big issue you know now guys are able to shift uh, on short tracks downshift i mean and and that kind of 
hide some mistakes. You know, if you don't get in the corner well, you could just downshift and have that same power off the corner than if you, you know, didn't mm-hmm. make the mistake at all. So you know, there's some certainly, you know, guys that, that want more improvements and to go back to some of those things. But as a whole, I think the there's a much more positive outlook than maybe there was uh, this time last year. That said, who uh, who are the favorites coming into this race tomorrow based on qualification and their history on this track? Uh, I think if you look from top to bottom, uh, you look at anybody really inside the top 10 could be a favorite uh, just by their success mm-hmm. at the racetrack. But I think, you know, Ryan Blaney and, and really the Team Penske organization, they have been just absolutely lights out. I mean, Team Penske as a whole uh, have been phenomenal, winning eight of the last eight stages. They've won eight of the last 15 Talladega races alone. You look at Ryan Blaney and the fact that he has, you know, boatloads of top tens there. Uh, It's been a while since he got a win uh, at at Talladega, Mm -hmm. uh, but he does have three straight top tens on the drafting track. So, I mean, when you look at drafting as a whole, and now we include Atlanta after the reconfiguration as a quote-unquote drafting track, uh, you look at Ryan Blaney as somebody that everybody, if you're the betting person, to to, to put some money down as well. Uh, Joey Logano, a three-time winner. Brad Keselowski, maybe somebody coming from a little bit deeper in 20th, but he's a six-time winner, and he's always a threat every time we're here. So you kind of look at those that have had success on super speedways, and then, again, this track always seems to produce a first-time winner. So is that Ty Gibbs this weekend? You know, we'll see. He's Chris Wilner from MRN. Great, great job, Chris. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and have a great day tomorrow. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the race. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thanks to Chris Wilner from MRN, and thanks to Brad Huber for setting that up. Way to go, Brad Huber. Well done. Uh, Thank you, Coach. I know... You know, Adam Alexander couldn't be with us tonight, so I was just trying to figure out who we could get maybe from Substitute. Talladega to, wow. to talk. And I've known Chris Wilner and also uh, Dylan Welch, who I know you know also uh, since Dylan, high school. Yeah, so sure. b- both of whom are working tomorrow at Talladega. Chris Wilner at least was on pit road for the Xfinity race today. Dylan Welch was calling the action from outside turn four. So, yeah, I thought I'd reach out to one of them and see if they could help us out. And the old thanks to Chris. For, How yeah. about you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've known both of them since uh, Carmel High School, both great people and uh you know doing really good things down in down in charlotte north carolina sounds perfect all right what's coming what what i have the gritties that i'm doing tomorrow i'm emceeing paul condry's gritties uh show uh but if i have some time tomorrow what's my schedule sports wise well, yeah, we've talked about Talladega. That's at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Baseball, the Chicago Cubs uh, host the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, I believe that's to see if the Cubs can split the series with the Dodgers. Dodgers lead the series two games to one so far. Four playoff games right. coming up tomorrow in basketball. The uh, New York mm-hmm. Knicks hosting the Cavs. Knicks trying to go up three games to one. Golden State and Sacramento, that's at 3.30. The Kings looking to go up three games to one. Boston and Atlanta at 7 o'clock. Boston looking to go up three to one. And the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. looking to sweep Minnesota at 9.30 tomorrow. So I would say those are the highlights. We have NHL hockey, some golf. So a lot going on tomorrow around the country. Uh if you uh, if you're at home and just want to watch some sports and relax on a on a Sunday, so yeah. 
There you the, go. The weather isn't cooperating at no. all. So might be know, a good day thinking, to stay in <laughs> and, and you know, be, watch TV and be. have a uh, a relaxing Sunday. I would also recommend people, um, you know, watch the Gritties, Paul Condry's Gritties. It's a celebration of this past year in high school football and a look ahead at next year's football. Is that being streamed somewhere? <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. Is that it's, being streamed streaming somewhere? It. Yeah, they're streaming it on the regional radio uh, sports network's website. And um, I've emceed it since it started, and it's uh, it's a fun, fun day. I mean, really, it's it's inspirational. Um, it's um, I mean, it's well, well done. Anytime you can shine the light on great achievements by coaches and uh, young men, uh, and to be a part of that, that's always pretty special. It's kind of what we do. It's kind of what Paul does with his magazine and kind of what we do with Indiana Sports Talk. So it's it's fun to be involved. There's a I mean, it's a long day now. There's a lot of there's a lot with the honor and a lot of people and I'm just uh, thrilled to be a part of it. I wish I were uh, over this cough because I'm <laughs> excuse me, I'm I'm not, but I'll try to muddle my way through this. All right, Brad Huber, thanks a lot. You've been great. Thank you so much for for all of that. Racing, uh, Talladega tomorrow. uh, And just keep uh, be patient because the calendar is creeping along. We're going to be talking about the month of May. And having said that. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We'll wrap up season number 29 as we normally do on that Saturday before Excuse me, that, yeah, that Saturday night before the Indianapolis 500. So it's hard to believe that we are wrapping up season 29 and uh, obviously excited about season number 30. Um, but it's, um, they've gone quickly. These 29 years have gone by very, very quickly. And uh, we continue to have fun and people continue to listen, which we appreciate very, very much. And so, a lot going on still on the show. Looking forward to Thursday. It'll be draft day in the NFL. Uh, as you know, Colts are anxiously awaiting that. And we're all fired up about it. A lot to talk about. Scoreboard update coming up with Brad Huber. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Let's start this update with the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks Miami Heat series. And Miami Heat, uh, Heat won one twenty one to ninety nine to take a two game to one lead as an eight seed over Milwaukee. But the big story here locally is former Indiana Hoosier and Indiana Pacer Victor Oladipo going down with an injury. Here is Sean Kelly and Corey Alexander from ESPN Radio describing that injury. Oladipo, crossover dribble, drives, blows by Portis, got upended and just hurt his knee as he slipped. The ball was thrown up and hit the underside of the rim. Oladipo 
immediately grabbing his left knee. I, I'm hoping the look that we're seeing is it scared him a little bit here and that he's okay, but I would not dare to speculate beyond that. So we certainly hope Victor Oladipo is okay. Of course, he got hurt and was out for the year with the Indiana Pacers a few years ago. USL Soccer, Monterey Bay scored two second-half goals to beat Indy 11, 3-2. Minor League Baseball on Memphis Redbirds beat Indianapolis Indians, 7-2. The South Bend Cubs got a road win, beating the Great Lakes Loons, 4-2. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps scored nine runs in the eighth inning to beat the Peoria Chiefs, 11-4. Hockey, the Toledo Walleye beat the Indy Field, 4-2. The Walleye lead the field two games to nothing in the first round playoff series and the Cincinnati Cyclones beat the Fort Wayne Comets 2-1 to uh, now the Cyclones take a two game to nothing lead in that first round of the playoffs. UND split with Southwest Baptist today. Purdue Northwest and Grand Valley State also split in Division 2 baseball. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back everyone. Glad you could join us. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. What would a weekend night be without Brendan King to talk baseball? Hello, Brendan King. Hello, Bob Lovell. How we doing? You know what? We're doing great. Had a chance to be the guest speaker for the Fall Creek Officials Association dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I started my remarks by apologizing if, in fact, I would uh, start using foul language. It would all be because of a post-traumatic stress syndrome being in a room with officials. And so <laughs> I kind of got started. That's a good way to start. Everybody got uh, got all excited. And so I've got a short turnaround. I'm, I'm doing I'm emceeing the gritties for Paul Condry's award mm-hmm. program tomorrow. And um I remarked to my wife that uh, I have forgotten I'm not as young as I used to be, uh, that I have myself overscheduled this weekend. And so I'm running on fumes right now, so I need you to carry me. You need to carry us all to midnight tonight. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on you, but that's your task. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. I'm in a very comfortable hotel room here in Midland, Michigan. And uh, we don't play until tomorrow at one o'clock, so I got plenty of time go. for we you. Plenty and of time. Uh, I'm happy to help. But yeah, that's what that's what Paul was telling me. I saw Paul, and he mentioned that you're going to be emceeing, helping out with the gritty. So that's some good stuff. Right. And uh, I know it's... I know only I know only the highest profile people are at the gritty. So uh, I know that's a big <laughs> honor for you. Well, you're very kind. Give me some good news about the Cubs. Great news, Coach. 4-2, back-to-back wins, and now an opportunity to win the series tomorrow. Uh, it's been a really good last couple days. Right. Uh, today, a little less low scoring than yesterday. It's actually the first time this season, Coach, that the South Bend Cubs are going to win a game being out-hit by their opponent. Uh, the Cubs have not won a game yet this year where they had less hits than the opposing club. That's the case today. And, uh, you know, South Bend coach just got it done with some timely hitting in the middle frames and um, some really great lockdown pitching the rest of the way. I will say this, Coach, this is something that happened today that I have never seen in my life before, at least live. And the Mm -hmm. home broadcaster, the great Brad Tunney, the voice of the loons, he had never seen it live before. Now, be it I've only been calling games for five years, but this is a very rare task. Uh, there was an immaculate inning thrown by the Loons. And if you're not familiar, an immaculate inning is where a pitcher strikes out the side but does it on nine pitches. 
three pitches right. to each guy. Um, and that happened today. The Loons struck out the side, an immaculate inning against the Cubs. And uh, really, you start to realize it uh, when the second guy goes down two strikes. You're like, oh, all right. And then the second guy strikes out. You're like, oh, boy, we're in immaculate inning range. But it is really, mm-hmm. really hard to do, really hard to do, especially picking up strikeouts, Coach. I mean, rarely do guys strike out on three pitches three times consecutively. That never happened. Well, yeah, so it was cool to see. Especially, and- yeah, especially that last guy. There's no way, you know, he's going to take you – know, he's, he's absolutely got the take sign on internally. He's not going to uh, – he's not going to – he doesn't want to be the third guy. There's no way. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's why you don't see it often. But, um, you know, th- this guy for the loons just – Kept on throwing strikes, and uh, it was it was a hell of an inning, to be honest with you. So even though it happened against us, uh, that was special to see, and I'll remember that for a long time. And uh, but all in all, coach, that was really the only major positive swing for the Loons today. Otherwise, it was all Cubs, and uh, it was a good ball game for sure. Well, they've got to be happy with um, this road trip. Quite frankly, they got to be happy with the last couple of road trips. You got to be happy for sure. And, you know, South Bend, an opportunity tomorrow afternoon to earn win number 10 already on the season. And as you know, I mean, two and a half weeks into a season, 10 wins. I mean, that's, that's perfect. And, and you're, you're right on pace for what you're trying to do. But yeah, I mean, season could not have started better, quite frankly, because the Cubs swept quad cities on the road to begin the season in three. And then, um, you know, played some good ball last week at home in the opener and then, you know, an opportunity to win a series tomorrow. I mean, Coach, you know this as well as anybody. It, when you're playing ball and you're winning series, that's a pretty telltale sign that you're you're, you're playing the best ball possible. If you're winning series consistently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's the best sign that you're going to have a shot later on in the year. Be it early in the season and the roster's going to change, that's just the state of minor league baseball. But still, I mean, last year, you think about the championship, it was the early season team that set the tone the rest of the way. And uh, that's a big reason of why we won the title. So um, th- these are important games early in the year. What's hard is, as you well know, no better than I do, is the nature uh, of a farm club. You know, there's going to be uh, – fluidity of rosters people are going to move but to be able to continue to have that mindset as a group that attitude as a group if it gets set like it is now it gets set early it can carry on even though you're changing personnel from time to time well I, i thought that's what was so impressive about last year coach because i told you about a guy named jeremiah estrada last night who got the save yesterday not to say, but he locked down the last inning for the Cubs in the 13-0 win against the Dodgers. Jeremiah starts the year with us at high A, and by the end of the year, he's making his big league debut in Toronto. I mean, those are the special stories. I mean, think about a guy like Matt Mervis, who started the year with us. And then Mervis had one of the best minor league seasons ever, finished at AAA, and was the Cubs minor league player of the year. Um, So those two guys set the tone, as mentioned, and then the rest of the way, you get some top prospects like Pete Crow Armstrong, the guy that came over for Javi Baez, and Owen Casey, the guy that came over for you, Darvish, and you pair that with some major talent that's in the organization, you go win a championship. But again, it, uh, you know, it was the guys that were here all year last year that uh, you know, paired so well with the new guys coming in. And, you know, that's, that's the chemistry you got to have, Coach. If, as you just said, if you're going to have success as a farm team where the roster is 
guaranteed the change. There is no roster in minor league baseball that will right. not change. Right. Um, you're just going to need that belief all year long. And the guys are off to a good start this season. Uh, you know, 15 returners from last year, guys that know how to win, mixed with a bunch of young guys that are, you know, have the taste and have the drive to go win games. And uh, it's been a fun team to cover to start the year. Brendan King joining us, the voice of the South Bend Cubs. They are pretty good. You mentioned it. Even though they're going to be changing faces throughout the year, they still have uh, some of the top prospects in the Cubs organization. And so there, there's no lack of talent up and down this roster, even if people – and there will be mobility. There's still uh, a, a, a solid, solid group of players on this roster. Absolutely. I think you can look at the guy who's starting tomorrow, Coach Cole Franklin. Uh, Cole was with the Cubs all last year, won the Midwest League title, back again to start this year. And that's mainly because Cole, uh, with COVID and injuries from 2020 through like the end of 2021, actually before 2020, he missed 950 straight days of baseball due to either COVID or injuries. 950 days where he could not competitively throw baseball. Um, He's now completely healthy. He's doing great. Uh, His first two outings of the year, he's combined for seven and two-thirds scoreless innings. He's got 13 combined strikeouts. He starts again tomorrow, and that's an example right there. We don't expect Cole to be here long, and that's a good thing. Uh, I want Cole Franklin to go to double-A and have success. I want him to go to triple-A, and I want him to, you know, rock and roll, and then I want him to make the big leagues. Uh, You know, it's kind of funny because you befriend these guys, and, you know, I've known Cole Franklin since 2019. He's become one of my better friends that I have in the game, but I I told him when I saw him for the first time this year, Cole, I don't want to see you again. I want you to get the hell out of here, and I I want you to go. I want you to go have success at higher levels. And, uh, you know, he's started very well, and we think that's going to be the case as we go. And hopefully he'll be at double A in no time. Hopefully. All right. Uh, we get, who's on the hill tomorrow? What's happening tomorrow in this, in this matchup? Uh, uh, Cole Franklin's going to throw coach tomorrow. Right. Uh, he pitched on Tuesday, went three and two-thirds scoreless innings. And then with the six-game series, five-man rotation, Cole goes again here on Sunday. All right, hang with me here through this scoreboard update. Can you do that? Yes, sir. We'll come back, spend more time with Brendan King on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Brendan King rejoins me. All right, so uh, we got this road trip. We're finishing with the Loons, and we get back into South Bend next week, right? Yeah, Coach, we got a 12-game homestand coming up. Uh, I think I told you last night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be busy, but I I think as I told you last night, I'm going to take a few days off next week. uh, Right, with your grand Right. Yep, uh, but then right back to it. But, yeah, it's going to be a good opportunity, and, you know, the teams coming in are talented. We're going to play the Cardinals affiliate, the Peoria Chiefs. Uh, for the first six games, that's uh, Tuesday through next Sunday. And then after an off day, two Mondays from now, uh, the Cedar Rapids Colonels are going to come in. Cedar Rapids is the Minnesota Twins affiliate, and they are the team we defeated in the first round of the playoffs last year. So Ooh. a team Ooh. that we are familiar with for sure. Uh, Minnesota's got a great system. they got some young studs coming up. So anticipate that being a good series. And, then, you know, it's always fun uh, just to go back to that first series. 
uh, always fun to play the Cardinals at Philly. You get some Cubs Cardinals Midwest League style, and um, you know uh, the South Bend Cubs uniforms. We wear the look-alike pinstripe unis that the Chicago Cubs do, and then the Peoria Chiefs. They have a lot of red, and they got the Cardinals logo on their jersey too. So uh, it's definitely you, you can feel the rivalry at the minor league level. It's fun. You're having a ball. I, I you know, in my next life. I really think I want to come back as you. I really do. I mean, this life's good. I mean, it's I don't lack things to do, but I just want to be you for heaven's sakes. Are you kidding me? It's been fun, Coach. I mean, there's something about getting the travel and, you know, wake up every day. The situation here in Midland, Michigan, the team hotel is right across the street from the ballpark. So wake up, do oh. some work in the morning, go on a little, go right. on a little jog right. or a walk, and then – you know, get back about one o'clock and walk to the stadium and just go do a game. So, I mean, it's uh, it is an easygoing, nice life, especially on the road, and it's a good time. I love being on the road with the guys, and uh, we got a fun group. It's a tough way to make a buck, but somebody's got to do it, right? It <laughs> somebody's got to do it. Might as, might as well be you. All right, spring game for your Notre Dame Irish wrapped up in the snow today. How about that? Yeah, that's crazy because uh, we were on a different radio station today in South Bend because the spring game was on our main radio station, so we were bumped to the like local country station or whatever, uh, for good reason. Uh, but it was funny because we were in northern Michigan, and the sun literally came out today. It was about fifty-five degrees. There was no sign of right. snow. We thought it was going to be a, we thought it was going to be cold and a horrible day for baseball. Well, the sun starts coming out, and then, as you said, uh, you know, South Bend's getting some flurries. But from what I heard, I you know I didn't get to watch it. I haven't watched any highlights. But uh, cool to see Sam Hartman in a Notre Dame jersey. I mean, the the guy came to Notre Dame to play in a pro-style offense um, for his NFL draft purposes. And, um, you know, I was talking with somebody in South Bend that the new QB, Hartman, uh, he never once played under center at Wake Forest. Uh, He only was out of the shotgun. And Notre Dame does run some under center center sets. So I think it'll be a nice marriage where the Notre Dame pro-style offense, which, of course, you'll get some shotgun too. It'll be beneficial for Hartman as he tries to become a pro. But also, Notre Dame coach, We've talked about this so much over the last couple of years. Notre Dame just needs consistent quarterback play and a guy that's going to go out there and get them in the college football playoff. I think Sam Hartman's that guy, and I think Notre Dame can benefit. I think Sam Hartman can benefit, and so far, so good for sure. He's Brendan King from the South Bend Cubs. Brendan, can't do it without you. Again, my condolences to you and the family. I'll be thinking about you. Have a great week. Thanks, Coach. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Coming up, we've got a little scoreboard update to talk about. Uh, a lot going on, still a lot to talk about. So we are glad you're with us. Brad Huber coming up with a scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. And on the final update of the weekend, let's look ahead to Sunday as most of the college series that were played today will continue tomorrow. But minor league baseball tomorrow, the Indianapolis Indians will finish their series with the Memphis Redbirds at 3.05 first pitch. We just heard from Brendan King. The Cubs will finish their series with the Great Lakes Loons at 1 o'clock tomorrow. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps will finish their series with the Peoria Chiefs at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Major League Baseball regionally tomorrow, the Chicago Cubs will 
host the LA Dodgers, 221st pitch. Cincinnati Reds are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates at 135 tomorrow. Detroit Tigers at the Baltimore Orioles, 135 p.m. tomorrow. Chicago White Sox at the Tampa Bay Rays. That's a 141st pitch. And the St. Louis Cardinals out west against the Seattle Mariners at 410 tomorrow. NASCAR tomorrow, the Geico 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway. Denny Hamlin and Eric Amarola will lead the field to the green flag. Ty Gibbs and Mitchell Indiana's Chase Briscoe in row two. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell in row three. Martin Trex Jr. and Joey Logano in row four. Kyle Larson and Chris Buescher in the fifth row. And Winnemac, Indiana's Justin Haley will start outside row 13 and 26. Earlier today, the Agpro 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Jeb Burton, the son of War Burton, won in a wild race. Sheldon Creed, Parker Klugerman, Cole Custer, and Brennan Poole were the top five at Talladega. So it should be a great race tomorrow. The Geico 500. Enjoy all of the baseball. Enjoy all of the playoff basketball and hockey and NASCAR tomorrow. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Head to their website, driven2savelives.org. Again, Gritties uh, tomorrow. Paul Condry and the uh, Indiana Football Digest, Regional Radio Sports Network, putting on the Gritties. I think it's the 15th year they've done it. It's a great celebration of football. It's a celebration. Yeah, I, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, football's High school football has been over for a while, but it's a way to you know honor those people who had great seasons as coaches and as teams and as young men. And he'll announce his primetime 25 that will grace the cover of this coming Indiana Football Digest. And so it's a, you know, celebrating what's uh, transpired in this past season, looking ahead uh, to the next season. It's a neat event. I'm honored to be asked to be a part of it again and uh, look forward to it. It's an inspirational day. It's going to be streamed live, so I encourage you to go to Regional Radio Sports Network and their website, find out that information. And, you know, it's just a way to start uh, looking ahead uh, to the upcoming football season. Uh, and Paul Condry sent me a text today saying um, 90 days, and I think it's 90, I've got to try to find this, 90 days until pads. And so, um, you know, think about, I mean, he's always, always thinking about it. And so, um, it's one of those things where you got to try to keep up with him. So we're excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Also excited, like you, the NFL draft is actually going to happen. Uh, draft uh, round one will be on Thursday night. Uh, always interesting to see what the Colts will be doing in this one. Uh, it's been talked about uh, uh, ad nauseum, if you will, uh, by by all of us, and so it's it's soon to happen, and it's it's coming up, and um, 
Coming up on Thursday. Can't get here fast enough for all of us, so we're ready for that. I always encourage you, the weather wasn't great this weekend, but when the weather breaks and becomes better, get out and support your high school teams. Go out and watch some uh, tennis, some track and field, baseball, softball, golf, if they give you a chance. Let them do that. Support the student-athletes in your community. It's incredibly important to them. Uh, they get that support. It's how you can help them financially by buying a ticket and going out and having some fun. Don't forget to join us next week as we head toward the end of season 29. Great job by Brad Huber, as always. Nathaniel Finch, tremendous job as our studio producer. Thanks so much for all you do. Thanks to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.